How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is Saeed here. Um, on this episode, I'm going to do an album review for Teller the Creator. Uh, call me if you get lost. And then I'm going to talk about some sports. I'm going to talk about uh, the Dodgers and the MLB season. Um, we're about halfway through the season right now. Uh, All-Star break's coming up. And uh, and the NBA Finals, so Game 1 uh, between the Suns and the Bucks. Uh, went to the Suns, and um, game two is tonight, so I'm going to give my thoughts on the finals and the whole playoffs um, as a whole, um, kind of recap everything up to this point. Um, so yeah, let's get it going. All right, so Tyler, the Creator album review, Call Me If You Get Lost. Um, just some background on Tyler, the Creator first. He's a West Coast rapper, hip-hop artist from LA. This is his... Fifth, I believe his fifth studio album. He had uh, Goblin, then Wolf, and then uh, uh, this is his sixth. So it's Goblin, Wolf, uh, Cherry Bomb, um, Flower Boy, Igor, and now uh, Call Me If You Get Lost. So just some background on him. You know, I remember Tyler since you know since uh, Yonkers days. You know the the song that put him on the map, and he was just this young dude that was kind of, kind of, you know, the rebellious, you know, guy, you know, just being controversial and just saying, you know, saying crazy, you know, crazy shit, you know, uh, like shock rap stuff and, and, and just being, uh, being out there, you know, and that, you know, that was his, his thing for a while when he first came up, you know, him, you know, with the odd future crew and, um, and he was, you know, he was, always obviously very talented from the beginning like i think early on uh with tyler you saw his talent right away um he was just really raw and 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 it's not that he was ever bad he wasn't i never thought he was bad back then but he was he was just a raw talented dude but you know that you know he had the it factor like it was there you know he had it he had it in him you know you saw that early on um and and he's he came a long way. He's obviously changed a lot. He's you know he was. The funny thing with Tyler is always kind of related to him a little bit because we're both around the same age. Uh, believe we're both born the same year and a couple of months apart. So it's like when Tyler started to to blow up uh, when Yonkers came out. That was around the same time. You know, uh, I was uh, I was graduating high school and uh, you know it. it it was like that young, you know, I'm younger, I'm not as, you know, I was never at the way Tyler was at 18, uh, but obviously a lot, a lot more uh, immature back then, you know, uh, compared, compared to now. So you kind of see, I understood where he was coming from at that age, you know, and the way he, I knew people like Tyler, like I had friends that are kind of similar to him and like the way they, you know, the way they they acted and talked and their style and stuff like that so it was i had a relatability to him from the beginning and then um and then seeing his growth to where he's at now is is such a such a cool journey you know for for a guy and um like him because there's been a, there's a, you know his 10 years now he, tyler's been been in the game for 10 years and he's more relevant than ever and it's hard to have a career that long, um, you know. It's not, it's not a lot of rappers that can be consistently um, good and 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 hold you know hold their own and have a 
have a fan base that's gonna stick with them for that long and and Tyler's managed to do that there's a lot of people that uh, have you know from the beginning have uh, rided with him and, and stuck by him from the beginning uh, even if they didn't always love some of his musical choices so um, he's he's grown a lot as an artist he's gotten a lot better as a as an overall rapper um, he, his production has always been good but I just also feel like he's just getting more and more better with just different styles and switching it up. And he's at this point now where he's just, uh, he kind of, he can kind of do anything. He can't do no wrong. Of course, like he can, if he feels like singing, he can pull that off. Um, if he feels like rapping, he can pull that off. And, and, um, the reason I really like this project, just you know, getting to, to this album, um, I'll, I love Tyler when he's rapping. When rapping Tyler, I'll take over singing Tyler any day. Not that, you know, I'm not a fan of singing Tyler, but, um, you know, as a hip-hop head, you know, rapping is, uh, when Tyler's rapping, is, that's what that's what catches me more. That's what draws me more. And, and this whole album, he's just, uh, you know, for the most part, there's a few songs on here that, you know, he's doing his, his two-way thing where he's rapping and singing, and, and some songs that he's just kind of, you know, singing the whole time. And uh, and it's dope, uh, no problem with it. But most of the album is is him rapping and and uh, and he's just going at it. You know, it has a whole kind of mixtape vibe because of the DJ drama. Um, you know, portions of the of the album where you have DJ drama on here and and uh, he's doing his you know his background vocals and things like that, uh, hyping it up. But it's it doesn't overtake Tyler. That's a good thing about it. I feel like it's well balanced with the drama, you know, the drama stuff in here. Um, but it, you know, it's really, uh, really cool because it adds this this level of uh, like kind of that just mixtape vibe to it. Um, but yeah, uh, from the beginning, you know, I was drawn in uh, Sir Baudrillet, if I said that right. Um, dope intro. The instrumentation was dope. And then it went into Corso, and then I was, and I got in. When it, at first, it's kind of hard to tell when the track one switched to track two. Kind of had to look at the track, uh, the track list on my phone, because when I first listened to it, I didn't realize that you know, the second song was playing. Uh, but that it was still in the intro, so I was like, okay. Uh, once I realized there's two, di- it's two different tracks, and and I caught where the switch was. I'm like, this is dope. This is both of these are. Um, off to a good start here with the two first two tracks, and then uh, you know Lemonhead was a standout. What's your name? Was you know like more laid back, but it was cool. With it. it, it uh, and it it was you know it was still dope. And then there was there was Lumberjack. Um, Hot Wind Blows was a standout for me. Little Wayne's feature was was amazing. Um, everything about that song was amazing. Um, there was. There's no, no bad song to me, you know, nothing on this album that I really didn't enjoy. I thought everything was at least decent to, to great. Um, you know, I, the worst, the worst song on here, it's probably like a seven out of 10, you know, um, he had a couple like interludes like mama talk and, and blessed. So he had a couple interludes that I felt like added, uh, layers to the album, you know, having his mom on here kind of, kind of talk about like how, which she'll whoop somebody's ass, I think you know, for her son, and 
that was cool. And then, and then uh, him, you know, just basically feeling feeling blessed that he's in the position he's in. And it sounds sounds so cool to hear that. Um, you know, one of the things that I really uh, caught on to is uh, just how positive Tyler is. You know, when he was younger, he, he was kind of like that angry, you know, an angry teen, like he just being rebellious and kind of just going to through that like teenage angst, you know. Um, and now he's, and there's, you know, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, especially because he's, you know, you're younger, you're going through, you're growing, you know. Uh, but seeing to where he's at now, where he's, you know, he's almost 30 years old now and, uh, and how, how, um, how positive he is, how, how he seems like he, he's in such a good place, uh, mentally, you know, like he's, this album makes you feel good, man. It makes you, uh, makes you feel good about yourself and makes you, makes you want to feel good about the things you've, you've gotten in life. And, uh, he's. He's definitely looking on the brighter side of things throughout this album. Um, it just seems like he's having fun. Like when he recorded when he recorded this, it just sounds like he's having fun. He's having a good time. Um, no, and there's introspective stuff. There's the Wilshire song where he's talking about uh, kind of falling in love with one of his one of his friends' girls and having a relationship with her, but you know, uh, didn't you know didn't work out, and and you know it's it's a little a little sad but it's at the same time it's like part of life you know and and he has this reflection on it as kind of being part of part of life and this is kind of the things you go through in life and and uh and and he's you know he's he's still who he is and and he feels he's just he's just in such a such a good good mood uh good headspace um and it's really cool to see um Really cool to see. Uh, I mean, I was about to do a track by track breakdown, but because there's nothing that really, nothing that was really bad on here, um, I'm not gonna just break down every track. But I, I, I did want to touch on like, the overall vibe I heard from this album, and and it's he's in such a good place, and and all you know, the everything was dope. The instrumentation was dope. The the lyrics. Um, I feel like he's improved a lot as a rapper and just his flow and he can kind of switch it up now, multiple styles where that wasn't always the case before, you know? Um, but you know, he's on this run now, you know, um, for the last, his last three albums have been critically acclaimed. You know, this, I know this album, um, if you look at the reviews, it's, you know, they're all, they're all, he's receiving a lot of high praise for this album. Uh, but going back to flower boy, I think flower boys, when he, he turned a corner and really, um, really started to to take off you know um on uh flower boy was probably still my favorite favorite album is i i was highly praised then igor i wasn't a huge fan of igor and it's just because of the you know the, the style of it he was singing more and all that but the album was still you know heavily praised too i mean it won he won the grammy for best album best rap album so so you know he was he was critically acclaimed for that. Now this album is also, you know, he also has a claim here. Um, so, um, so yeah, he's, he's on a good run right now. He's constantly dropping music. Uh, like, you know, he's on a solid, solid pace too. You know, he's about every other year. And right now he's, he's dropping an album 
Um, and, and that's good because he's one of the rap's biggest names. And, and we're in the void right now where I know, you know, J. Cole just well, dropped before Tyler. Um, thought about doing an album review on that, but at this point, I feel like it's too far past now. Um, but there's not a lot of, a lot of the big, big name rappers, you know, they're not dropping as often anymore. I, obviously we've been waiting on Kendrick for, you know, for years now. It's been over four years since Kendrick's last album. And it's not even like he's dropping, he's, he's dropped any singles or any songs since then really, you know? So, you know, Kendrick, we haven't heard from him in a while. Drake, we haven't heard from him in a while. You know, he's supposedly having his album supposed to come out soon. Um, uh, so there's not like a lot of the Tyler is one of the premier rap names. He's one of the biggest names in rap. So it's good to have him, you know, make music and consistently drop. Uh, there's a lot of good rap out there, a lot of great rap out there, but, um, just for uh, this level and, uh, people that are just kind of high up in the, in the game, this popular, it is good to, to hear from him, you know, and because not only is he, one of the biggest names in rap. He's also one of the better artists in rap. You know, so um, it's good to hear from him. He just keeps doing his thing. You know, he keeps getting better, and he keeps making. You know, he keeps you know developing and constantly improving and changing. And and it's really nice to see again. You know, this this guy I've seen grow, kind of you know with me because we're around the same age. We're both Southern California, so. You know, his whole vibe when he came out, I related to everything about it, you know? So, um, so it's good to see. It's good to see, seeing this dude from the odd future days and always, always was very talented from the beginning, but he's, you know, not everybody that's as talented as Tyler make it, you know, a lot of them end up flaming out or, uh, you know, especially if they get you know, somebody in his position who, who got, you know, pretty famous and made, you know, a lot of money so young, it it, it can go sideways real quick, you know, for somebody in, in his position. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's good to see, you know, he's from that era where, where guys like him, like Mac Miller and, uh, you know, all kind of came up around that same time. So that, that era where he first came up has a big kind of, um, I don't want to say a big influence on me, but it was like a big, big era for me, you know, because, uh, you know, I was also making music back then. So uh, those guys played a part in, in kind of where, where I was, too. So, uh, yeah, uh, great album. Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler, the Creator. Um, I, I'll probably give it like a nine out of ten. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Every time he makes a uh, makes a new new project, I'll be on the lookout for it. So uh, that's my that's my review on Teller the Creator's album, and uh, I'm gonna switch it up now. Uh, get into some sports topics. I'll talk about a uh, baseball season and uh, the Dodgers and where they're at, and uh, maybe some other you know some other stuff. Might get into the what Shohei Otani's doing for the Angels too. So uh, yeah. All right. So. Baseball season, we're at the almost at the midway point here. Well, we're past the midway point in terms of games played, but you know it's always like the unofficial midway point is the All Star break. You know, uh, the All Star break is is uh 
coming up. This is the last week of games uh, before last weekend of games before the All Star break, and um, and yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty crazy because you know after the sixty game season last year, uh, we've all kind of forgot how long baseball really is, how long a, a real full baseball season is, one hundred and sixty two game season, and uh, you know as as a Dodger fan here, and then um, you know going on. Being on the social media sites on Dodgers Twitter, it's been such a roller coaster first season. I mean, not first season, but first half of the season. You know, the Dodgers started off what is it, thirteen and two to start the season, and and I did a podcast basically saying, you know, this team had the chance to, you know, break the record for winning the most games in one season, and and I fully believe they when they're if, when they're one hundred percent healthy, they there are. They are that type of caliber team where they can, they could have won 115. They could have won 115 games if they're uh, fully healthy. Uh, they would have had to have some lucky breaks, uh, but a lot of things go have to go their way to do that. I mean, for any team to win that many games in one season, you got to win a lot of close games. You got to have a lot of uh, things that go your way. But they definitely have the talent to do that. Uh, but then after that 13 and two start, then they go on a terrible run where they go five and 15 over their next 20 games and just kept losing game after game and close game after close game. So then uh, p- people felt like the sky was falling after that run. Cause they're, cause now they're right, or, right around 500, you know, uh, at that point. So everything like, was going on with the Dodgers, but then you start to realize us we were only like 35 games into 162 game season. So, then they started playing better again after that. Uh, they went on a, another another little run after that when they where they won like nine out of ten or something like that. But then they then they start to lose again, and then they start to win again, and they're losing again, and and it's just been very up and down. Um, they've dealt with a lot of injuries, of course. Um, you know, at first at first it was their their uh, their lineup suffered a lot of injuries, you know. So in the beginning, you know, Cody Bellinger gets hurt early on, gets his foot stepped on, uh, breaks his foot basically, gets a fracture in his foot. Then uh, McKinstry goes hurts his oblique after a hot start, um, and uh, and their lineup was really banged up. Seeker eventually, you know, he gets hurt too. He's still out right now. So at first it was their lineup that was like decimated uh, with injuries. Uh, but their starting pitching was carrying them, you know, at that point, uh, you know, Kershaw and, and Bueller, uh, Barrera was still pitching at that point. We'll get into Barrera later. Um, Urias was doing good. So their, their, their pitching was, you know, four deep. They had their four strong with their, their starting staff or, uh, they're almost guaranteed at least six innings out of four, four of their five starting pitchers, you know? Um, after Dustin May went down, so um, their pitching was holding it down while their their lineup was banged up, and then now it's kind of flipped around where where they've gotten most of their their lineup back healthy. Um, Seeker's still out, but most for the you know other than Seeker, just about everybody else is back in there. But now they have no starting pitching. Now they've only have two they're basically have two starting pitchers right now and they're running bullpen games three other times so um 
Kershaw got placed on the IL uh, a couple days ago uh, with I think what elbow inflammation or shoulder or forearm inflammation or something like that. Uh, they say it's not serious, you know. And my initial reaction was, it might just be just to give Kershaw an extended break, which I could definitely see. Um, give him a you know full like ten days off, including the All Star the All Star um, break, because uh, even though it's a ten day injury injury um, list, it's he's only gonna miss once one actual start because of the All Star break. But um, I don't know. It could be more serious than that. So. No, Kershaw's down. Uh, Bauer is on suspension right now for for sexual assault investigation. And at this point, you know, the, I I'm pretty sure the Dodgers are done with Bauer. Um, I you know, as a fan, I'm done with Bauer. I think a lot of fans are. You know, at first when the Dodgers first signed Bauer, it was a controversial thing. But uh, to me, it was like, okay, he's kind of he's obviously like a douche and a kind of a you know, he's just a, annoying. He's a troll. Um, and I, you know, I looked into his, his harassment stuff that he, you know, he did with on Twitter and kind of harassed like a girl on Twitter. Um, and, you know, I saw all that and, and my, my take on it was more so like, yeah, he's kind of a douche and he's a troll and an asshole. But, uh, he, at, as far as we knew, we knew up to that point, he had never physically harmed like, uh, a woman or put their put his hands on her you know there's people that have been uh, not just accused but have been have been uh found guilty of like of you know physical assault towards women that are playing the baseball still right now right so i was like yeah he's he's a douchey and an asshole but as far as we knew up to that point he he's never physically harmed anybody uh harmed a, at least you know, we didn't know about his, you know, there's no, no, nothing out there that said he'd ever physically harmed any woman. So, or sexually assaulted, any, you know, any woman. Uh, so, okay. The, you know, obviously he got overpaid, but, you know, he had a great season last year. He's a very good pitcher. Cool. Um, so, uh, you know, I was fine with it when the first time done, but now after what happened, after reading up on that story, even if he's not found guilty, it's, it's just disturbing. Like, what do you like? Even if he's not found guilty, what if he's accused of it, it? There's still still something happened, and he did something that, if it was consensual, if or not, like he just took it too far, and it's and it's nothing. It's something that shouldn't be. He uh, shouldn't be um, given a pass for, regardless. So. I'm done with Bauer. I think all of us are done with Bauer. I know a lot of Dodgers are done with Bauer. Um, a lot of his teammates that are following him on social media unfollowed him. They can can no longer respect him, and I wouldn't respect him either after reading on that story. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck's wrong with you? Like, how are you doing that to to a, a woman? Like, even if even if she, it was supposed to, you know, she wanted to be rough, whatever. Um, it's still way too fucking far and it's still too crazy to do what what he did so um doesn't matter doesn't matter what happens with the investigation at the end of the day i don't think it it just uh it just sucks for the dodgers that you know um and you know the dodgers they're gonna be fine without bar they'll be fine um 
but uh, it puts him in a little bit of a hole, obviously. So, um, because he goes, he's out now, and then and then Uria starts to struggle some. He had a great start today. Um, they beat the the Dodgers beat the Marlins today. They had a day game, and won. So, uh, but you know he's he hasn't been as strong as he was in the beginning of the season. Bueller has been pretty consistent all season long. Um, Gonsolin is trying to work his way back, and and he's he's been more of a three four inning guy since he came back. And now Kershaw is down, so we'll see what happens. Um, they. I'm pretty sure they'll definitely trade for a starting pitcher. Um, that'd be great if it's someone like Scherzer, but you know they just need somebody, and they need a guy that can eat up some innings, somebody that can, you know, give them six, six innings, and just a solid, solid middle of the uh, rotation guy. Because come playoff time, you know the Dodgers just need three or three or four starting pitchers that are, you know, that are good. Um, if it's Kershaw, Bueller. Uh, Urias and then one more guy in there um, that you know doesn't have to be an ace type of guy but somebody that's that's pretty solid um, that's still good enough right there you know so trade deadline coming up um, I see them making a move soon um, for a starting pitcher uh, and then you know they got they got the prospects they got you know Gilbert Ruiz and they got um, they got some prospects there that they can they can get you know a pretty solid guy so and Josiah Gray, their top starting pitching prospect, is is um, making his way back from injury, and maybe he'll get a chance as well. But even with this up and down season, the Dodgers are still like twenty games above five hundred. It's still fifty three and like thirty three at at this point, I believe. And um, and they're still on pace to win like a hundred games. <laughs> so it shows how talented they are. That I, I you know. I, if I were to grade the Dodgers' first half of the season, I would probably say like a C plus. I felt like um, you know they're pitching, they're starting pitching with an A at times, uh, but now it's gone down. Their their lineup, I don't feel like their lineup has clicked at all, um, where where they've been all in sync to 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 give them like an A grade for their for their um, for their hitting. Uh, if I were to give their their hitting a grade, they're more like a and that C range, they haven't, they haven't really put it together. Their bullpen has been uh, gone stronger as the season has gone on. So their bullpen has probably been the most consistent part so far this season. But just to think, you no, know, they were twenty games over five hundred, and they've lost like ten games in uh, extra innings by one run. I think the Dodgers, they might have the worst record in one run games this season, and there's still twenty games above five hundred. So, um. That shows a lot can go good in the second half. If things just start falling into place, they can have a really strong second half and just start to run away with their division. Because despite everything, they're only, well, like a game back still the Giants. So, which have probably been the big surprise in this, this year. So, um, yeah, um, that's, you know, that's my feeling so far on the Dodgers season. I give them like a C plus grade. There's that whole... Like having a chance to break the record for most wins has gone out the window, but there's still they'll still be like a hundred win team. They're still they're still gonna I believe still gonna um, win the division pretty handily. You know it might not be um, what I thought it was gonna be. Well, they'll run away with the division. You know, win it like by eleven, twelve games. But 
I could see them, you know, still winning it with a nice, sizable lead, like a five, five or six games, you know, and uh, and yeah, so a little disappointing, but still, you know, still a lot to be to be hopeful for because uh, we know what this team could be and what this team is when when they're when they are fully healthy and and playing up to their standards. So, uh, that's my thoughts on the Dodgers first half of the season. Uh, just the rest of the league was going on around the league. Otani just crazy 32 home runs and he's pitching at an all-star level. Um, he's really a modern day Babe Ruth and it's crazy. We never thought we'd see this type of player, you know, a two-way player like this at this level. And I want to give him a shout out because what he's doing is crazy. It just sucks. He has to play for the angels. And, uh, you know, he's just going to be on a mediocre team his his career. So, but it's, it's very impressive to see what that guy's doing. So, you know, shout out to him. That's, he's definitely the most exciting player in baseball right now. I mean, Tatis is right there. Tatis is, I feel like it's just as exciting, but what Otani is doing on both sides, pitching and, and hitting, it's, it's pretty remarkable. So shout out to him. Um, it's and it's something that I never I didn't think it was po- what he was doing I didn't think it was possible you know so it, it's crazy so yeah um, yeah that'll be my my uh, baseball conversation my baseball talk but now let's move on to the NBA Finals um, the Suns and uh, Bucks um, game one went to the Suns this won't be it won't take too long I'm just gonna give my my thoughts real quick. Um, um, Chris Paul, man, Chris, I, I think the Suns are going to win the series. Um, Chris Paul, um, it's, it's pretty unprecedented. And, uh, there's never at his age, I never, I don't think there's really been a point guard at his age to lead a team to the finals. Um, and done at the level he's doing it, you know, um, where he's still arguably the best player on the team, you know, Booker, Booker's right there. You can argue Booker is the best player, but Chris Paul is, probably the most important player if he's not still the best player on the team and and it's it, it's been uh, had, the Suns have had a lot of breaks of course but you can't get mad at that you play who's in front of you uh, uh, of course the Lakers were injured uh, but they still had to beat them they took care of the Lakers they took care of of uh, the Clippers they took care of Denver um, all these teams had injuries but if you look at it, I mean, Chris Paul has often been the one that was injured, and that's the reason he lost, you know, because he got hurt. And finally, you kind of feel like things are breaking his way this playoff run. So it sucks that there's been a lot of injuries, but at the same time, um, you kind of feel like Chris Paul is due to have this break, you know. Like at, at some point, he's, he's too great of a player to have never been to NBA Finals. Uh, if, he, if he had never won a championship or never gone to the NBA Finals, he... You know, he'd be right there with the Barclays and the Carmelones and these all-time players in, that never won. And and uh, and pretty happy for him, even though he does annoy me at times the way he plays with the the way he tries to bait the refs and flop and do his... And, but, you know, but a lot of players do that, so I can't be that mad at him. Um, on the on the Bucks' end, uh, they had some lucky breaks, too, to get here. Giannis... Um, Giannis played game one, uh, but, you know, uh, probably not nowhere near uh, full strength. 
Um, you know, they had their breaks too. Of course, with Brooklyn, Durant, it was a Durant one-man show. Um, and Durant almost single-handedly was still almost beat the Bucks. So um, things things had to go their way to get to the finals. Still think they have a chance, but uh, when I see them, I don't trust their closing lineup. And I don't think they can get it done in the clutch. And that's that's why I think they're going to lose and, and the Suns are going to gonna take it so uh good for them you know we'll we'll still see what happens but they'll be they'll be their first championship ever if the bucks win it's their first championship since kareem in 71 got them one uh, back then he was luel cinder um so it's kind of it's kind of the new way this this playoff run or these playoffs kind of it was a coming out party it's it's then showcasing the the new talent that's gonna kind of take over the league after LeBron and some of the older guys leave. Uh, it shows that the league is in good hands. You know, Trey Young showed out. Uh, Devin Booker having a, a great playoff run. Um, DeAndre Ayton yeah, is his coming out party to this playoffs. Um, Luka was great in the first round. So a lot of the young stars of the NBA have, have uh, shown that they're ready to carry it, you know, that the league is in good hands. So, I know it's for some people it's kind of sucks, it's kind of boring because a lot of their favorite players are not in the finals. Um, but at the same time, um, it shows that the league is the league is will be in good hands moving forward. It's still going to be exciting, and the league is going to be exciting for years to come. So that's my thoughts on the NBA finals. Um, I'm going to leave the podcast at that and. Uh, and I definitely want to do a Loki recap after uh, after the show ends next week. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Uh, have a good have a good day. Stay safe and. Peace.